fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Why does this guy start the podcast saying what the fuck? What the fuck? Why does he start the podcast saying what the fuck and then he takes a long ass swig of water? What the fuck? Shouldn't he have started the podcast after he'd taken the swig of water? Probably, but he didn't. <laughs> Probably, but he didn't. Hey, everybody. <clears throat> hey, everybody. It is uh, me. Yeah, boy. Stu McAllister. With me, as always, are the dogs. I got Wean Dog next to me under the blanket. Sadie Dog is uh, walking around on the ground. Oh, she just hopped up on the couch. She didn't even whine. Just did it because she can. You can, Sadie Dog. You can. You didn't even need me to cheer you on. You just did it. Good for you. Oh, looking over the cat trees. Who do I see? I see one of them. Let me put my glasses on. Got to put my glasses on. Uh, it is Larry? Larry Cat? Yup, it's Larry Cat. I don't see Cow Cat. So you guys know what that means. He is upstairs, shitting on my bed. That's what he's doing. He's taking a big old dumperino. He's like, fuck you, dad. Fuck this bed. I'm taking a dump. But how was your day, everybody? How was your day? Was it good? Was it fun? Was it exciting? Was it nice? Hopefully. Why? Because today is Thursday, March 23rd, 2020. Trace. Hopefully it was an easy day at work, easy day at school. If it wasn't, have a beer, go to bed, wake up, tomorrow's Friday. Friday, thank God. Thank fucking God, it's finally Friday. Uh, it was kind of a weird day here in Grand Rapids. It was pretty shitty this morning when I woke up and went to go to work. It was rainy as fuck. I hated it. I hate gray, dreary, rainy fucking days. They're the worst, right? Goddamn awful. But all of my days spent inside. So I don't have to worry about being in it. But eventually it uh, stopped raining. The sun came out. It was kind of nice. I, when I got home from work today, I took my dogs out, went for a little walk with them. It was a good day. Good day, good day. Not, not too warm. It's in the 40s, so it's not too warm or anything. But you know what? As long as it's sunshiny, we got a sunshiny day. A little sun on your crack makes you feel good. But work was weird for me today. I, I had to do a lot of uh, online training stuff. Uh, hey, if you're new to the podcast first, thank you for listening to this horse shit. I don't know why you do, but you do. Thank you for listening. Uh, I'm Stu McAllister, the host of the podcast. I was a comedian for a long time. I was a social worker for a longer time. And uh, I am dipping my toes back into the world of social work after like a, a decade vacation. <laughs> and uh, it isn't like I necessarily wanted to go back to social work, but, uh, but here I am. Here I is. And uh, I will be doing, say dogs jumping off the couch if you're keeping track at home. 
I will be doing case management for severely mentally ill human beings in the, in the county in which I live. Exciting, huh? Exciting. Uh, the, the problem is this job that I have is incredibly overloaded with paperwork. I had forgotten how much paperwork was necessary to do your job. You, you probably meet with people 20% of the time. Face-to-face -face interaction with people is probably 20% of my job. And then 70% uh, of my job is paperwork. And I know a lot of you are going like, Stu, oh my God, 20 plus 70 is 90. Where's the other 10%? The other 10% is uh, me contemplating slashing my wrist. <laughs> That's the other 10%. The other 10% is me smashing my head into the wall with frustration. That's the other 10%. It's unfun. And so today, uh, a lot of video conferencing one of one of the video conferences was a, it was a lunch and learn. You sit back, you eat lunch, you, you participate in the Zoom call. And today, uh, it was all about doing Medicaid paperwork. <laughs> fuck, fuck that shit. Fuck you, Medicaid, you fucks. I honestly don't remember having to do that shit a decade ago when I was doing case management. I just I don't remember it. I don't remember it. I, I, ugh. And uh, say dog's back on the couch if you're keeping track at home. I say dog. I uh, so super super frustrating. Everybody super frustrating. I had to take a uh, a little training on diversity. And it was weird. There were maybe like eight of us in the group and there were two team leaders. And then we had to go around and, and we had to say our name, say our pronouns. That's a thing too. That a decade ago, having to say our pronouns was not a thing. Uh, and then we had to say something about ourselves that people wouldn't have been able to guess if they hadn't known us. You know, so it's whatever. And one of the participants in it said that they were uh they were queer and i'm not gonna lie to you folks i don't know what that term means anymore <laughs> i don't know what it means and i should have i should have asked them in the moment but i didn't want to put them on the spot and then i don't know how people are going to respond either like hey you dumb fuck why don't you know what queer means i'm like i don't i don't know man i don't know it, the last I knew, queer meant uh, that you were a, a homosexual, right? And it wasn't necessarily a term that uh, you would have wanted to have been called. Like people would have considered it like a slur. Like it was not a thing. Now I realize like they people are taking it back. I'm taking it back, and they're they're normalizing the word and whatever. And I'm, I'm like, hey, that's great. That's cool, man. You're you're cool with the word. You like using the word. I mean, they describe themselves as queer, so I'm assuming they do, right? But I don't know what it means. I d 
don't, and it's the kind of thing where uh, you can't even necessarily Google it, right? You can't Google what's the definition of queer because I'm going to I'm going to do it right. I'm going to do it right now. Uh, definition of queer. Boom. And it says, uh, strange or odd. This is the first adjective. And then it, the second, denoting or relating to a sexual or gender identity that does not correspond to established ideas of sexuality and gender, especially heterosexual norms. Queer geek culture has featured gay themes since the 80s. I, what does that mean? What does that mean? I don't know what that means. I'm dumb. I'm trying to learn, but I'm dumb. I'm dumb AF. And then when that was all done, I had to go meet with the clinical director who apparently I worked with a decade ago. <laughs> I don't remember her. Uh, she was on a different team. The team that she was on, I never had to interact with. So th there you go. She's very knowledgeable. She knows her shit. Uh, she's got all the terminology down. She's she's uh, one of these people who's... Um, you clearly can tell she, she's a very book smart person. Uh, and she, she clearly means well. And she's doing well. And, and I'm assuming that's how she got to be in charge. I'm assuming that's how she got to be in charge. But I'm talking with her about the job and she's asking me like what she can do for me. And honestly, uh, there isn't anything that she can do for me, right? Like, I don't know, like you get so high up the ladder, like, I don't know where you work, but you talk to like the owner of your company. What the fuck are they gonna do for you? They ain't gonna do shit. You guys hear that? Weirdo neighbors outside. Uh, so you gotta talk to your like direct supervisor or manager or whatever. They're the ones. So, I mean, I appreciate the fact that she offered and asked, but I mean, ultimately, she's, she isn't going to be there to help me with paperwork. Because <laughs> that's what it is, everybody. It's fucking paperwork. It's killing me. It's killing me, Petey. Ah, you're killing me, Petey. You're killing me. It's the worst. The only time that I felt comfortable at this job is when I've actually been like sitting in with client interactions and me interacting with the clients. That's it. That's been the only time. The rest of the paperwork shit is fucking awful and I have anxiety about it. I'm waking up at like 3.30, 4 in the morning and I'm not able to get back to sleep. I don't, I don't have to be in work till 8. Why the fuck am I waking up at 3.30, 4 o'clock? Fuck. And I, I end, I'm going to bed at like nine. Last night, uh, Patreon subscribers, and if you haven't subscribed to the Patreon, please consider it, please. If I can get like 2,000 of you to listen to my Patreon, pay for the Patreon, it's just five bucks a month. But if I can get 2,000 of you to pay me five bucks a month, I wouldn't have to go to work anymore. Actually, I would, I would. I need still need health insurance. 
Uh, you guys know what I'm talking about. You guys know what I'm talking about. But the Patreon, it's a paywall. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com. What do you get? More. That's all you get. More. If you like this, you'll love that because it's the same shit, just more shit. But I talked about it on the Patreon yesterday. I was like, oh, I'm going to be on another guy's podcast. And the guy wanted me to be on at 930. I'm like, fuck. 930? Why so late? (laughs) Shit. 930. I remember the days where I would have considered myself a huge pussy going to bed at 930. What are you, a fucking kindergartner going to bed at 930? You need a hot milk to go to bed? You need a blankie? Your binky? Fuck. Sack up. But I was supposed to be on this guy's podcast, and I literally, I fell asleep at 8 o'clock. <laughs> I, I did the Patreon. It was probably up, I don't know, an extra half hour, not even. And I fell the fuck asleep. So I woke up and I messaged him. I was like, hey, man, I can't. I can't. Can we reschedule? Can we do it tomorrow or next Wednesday or whatever? I'm falling asleep. I apologize. And uh, he said, oh, we're good, man. We can maybe try to do this weekend or something. So maybe I'll go podcast for some, with somebody else this weekend. We'll, we'll, if it happens, I'll let you guys know. And then you guys can follow along. But I felt so bad. I felt bad because I told the guy yes. And then there was just no way. No fucking way. And I feel bad about it. But I'm going to bed early and I'm waking up too goddamn early. Say dog's on the ground if you keep him tracking home. The problem is I got a goddamn cat named Cow who just talks too much. In the middle of the night, he's just meow. I'm like, God damn it. And then Wean Dog has got sleep apnea or some shit because she snores like a banshee. And so then when I wake up at 3.34, I can't get back to sleep because I got all these fucking animals making noise. Jesus Christ. I kick Wean Dog out. I send her downstairs. She listens. She's a good girl. She listens. She'll go downstairs. And now I know a lot of you are like, still just kick cow out, close the door. I can't. I can't because I'll close the door and then he'll just sit outside the door crying, wanting to come in and be a little bitch. It sucks. It makes me want to murder all my pets. The pets are the only reason I'm alive and I want to murder them. <laughs> fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuckity fuck. Fuck, 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 I say fuck a lot, everybody. It's, uh, this, this podcast is for the children. It's like Wu-Tang for the children. Uh, I'm donating blood on Sunday. I don't know if I told you guys this or not. I'm donating blood. I highly encourage all of you to go donate if you can. It's a good thing to do. I know at some point a guy said something about not donating because it's a say dogs back on the couch because uh, it's a scam and it's making money for somebody and I'm like yeah yeah I realize somebody clearly is making money <clears throat> I I am understanding of it but 
This money, the money, this blood is also being used to help save people's lives. So it isn't like I can sell blood. I don't think, can you sell blood anywhere anymore? Like I, I know you can sell plasma, but can you sell whole blood? I don't think you can, but just go do it. Say, dog, why are you crying? Huh? Yeah? Uh, it's the NFL offseason. A lot of trade rumors are going around. It looks like I'm a huge Buffalo Bills fan. It looks like the Bills are maybe going to make a, a play for uh, D. Hopkins, uh, the receiver from the uh, Arizona Cardinals. I think that'd be okay. I know a lot of people are like, hey, he's washed. He's 30 years old. He's too old. Maybe. I don't know. Do we need him to be the man anymore? I don't think necessarily. I think if he's just the solid stand-up uh, wide receiver too, he'd be a good pickup. So, I, you know, we'll see what the fuck happens. He'll probably end up going to fucking the Chiefs or Cincinnati or somewhere else. But we'll see. Could be good. Could be fun. Could be fun. Uh, all right. All right. Let's get into some shit. Let's get into some shit, everybody. Uh, speaking of football, a good portion of football, guys are moving around, right? They, they need to make money. So when their contract expires, they can become free agents and they put themselves out on the market. It's kind of like, I don't know, Tinder. You, you put yourself out on the market and then you got to see if somebody swipes on you. What's good swiping left? If you like someone on Tinder, you swipe left. Is that it? So, and then you, you know, you're just trying to get the most money you can. You can't play football forever. I mean, most guys, I think the average life of a football player is like three years or something, right? It's not a long time. Um, most guys are done by 10. Of, of course, you're going to get the weirdos like Tom Brady who play like 22 years or some shit. But he's the exception to the rule. He, he's not the standard, right? But there's a guy who I had never heard of before. He was a tight end for the Raiders. So uh, not even like their main tight end. He was their backup tight end. So that's part of the reason why I didn't know him. I don't keep up on the Raiders, and I clearly I don't know their fucking tight end two. He's my tight end two. His name is Foster Moreau. What a fucking name. Foster Moreau. So he was, uh, you know, he's putting out the feelers. Hey, can I come play for you? He's 25 years old. Still a young man, right? So he's like, the New Orleans Saints are like, oh, fuck yeah, man. We just got Derek Carr. He was the uh, quarterback for the Raiders. He's probably giving you the thumbs up. We'll fucking take a look at you. So they bring the dude in, right? They bring him in. They interview him. You know, they probably do all the specs on him. How, how tall are you? How much do you weigh? How big's your cock? We got to know these things when we buy fucking cups. 
right? Football players wear wear cups, right? Or or not? I I know they got all the other they got pads for their shoulders. I'm assuming you know this is just me. If I gotta wear pads for my shoulders because of the brutality of the sport, I want there to be fucking pads for my balls, <laughs> right? I'm not terribly concerned about my shoulders. I'm concerned about Big Jim and the twins, <laughs> right? So they're doing all these tests on him, and they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. What kind of fast one are you trying to pull on us, Foster Moreau? And he's like, what? And they're like, oh, man. Uh, you got the cancer. Holy shit. The Saints, while doing a routine physical exam, uncovered that he had Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is a uh, pretty aggressive form of cancer. I mean, I just hear the name all the time. I don't, I don't really know what it does or is. Moreau did not detail the process that led to the diagnosis, but that miraculous line indicates the cancer might not have been caught had he not been going through the intense process of physicals with prospective NFL suitors. Yikes. It's odd. To me, like, I don't know, if I got cancer, I'm going to assume things like I'm going to be tired, uh, maybe my pallor is not so good, right? Maybe I'm a ghostly shade of pale. Uh, maybe my cock doesn't work right or something. I, I'm assuming everything that's bad is going to affect my cock in some way. My fucking cock. Oh my God, my cock. Moreau had been on track for a decent payday in free agency after four years with the Raiders who drafted him in the fourth round of the two, 2019 draft and use him as a number two tight end behind Pro Bowler Darren Waller. The LSU product posted a career-high 33 catches and 420. 420, dude! Receiving yards plus two touchdowns on 54 targets last year. So, um, so yeah, while that's a horrendous news for Foster, clearly, young man, 25, he got cancer. God damn. It always seems like dudes and fucking professional sports are getting cancer left and right. What do you think that's from? Or do you think it's just a product of them being in the spotlight so much that we always hear about these dudes getting cancer or whatever? It's probably that. But hopefully, I don't know, is this the kind of thing the guy can recover from? Can he recover from Hodgkin's lymphoma and, and play again? They keep talking about how DeMar Hamlin is going to come back and, and play after everything that he suffered with the, the heart attack and dying and everything. Oh, my God. You're, you're going to come back after you died? What the fuck? This guy not only beat death, he's now playing football. What a fucking trooper. That dude's got to win comeback player of the year. Oh, man. Yeah, I tore my ACL. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, I ripped my hamstring. Oh yeah, I died. All right, you win, fuck. You get you get the comeback player of the year, you died. Let's just retire this fucking thing. 
No more fucking comeback player of the year unless they're dead. Save the dog. Come on, get up there. Get up there. You can do it. Stop looking happy. So hopefully Foster Moreau uh, does okay. He's got a goofy fucking haircut, though. Hopefully, uh, through the cancer, he loses his hair. (laughs) That might be the best thing for him. Losing this goofy fucking haircut. Get up there. Get up there. Stop staring at... There you go. See? You can do it. You don't need to look to me all the goddamn time. But good on uh, Foster Moreau. Never heard of him. He's going to disappear. Uh, I haven't done one of these in a while. It's about goddamn time. Dear Abby, and if you're, you're new to it, I see when I'm looking for things to talk about, I see like a Dear Abby, Ask Amy, uh, whatever. Dear Annie, whatever. There's a whole bunch of these advice columnists. And uh, I, I just read the headline. The headline grabs my attention. Like, oh, shit, what is this? So I have not read the letter. I don't know their response. So what I do is I read the letter, and then I give my response. And then I see if I'm in, uh, in step with Abby or Annie or any of these bitches. They're all bitches. Amy, Annie, Abby, they're all A's. Anyway, this goes, Dear Abby, my marriage barely survived the last presidential election. Now my man is texting another woman. Oh, my God. Leave him, bitch. I don't even have to read your letter. Leave this fucking fuck. He sounds like a loser. Dear Abby, I just found out my husband and our female friend of 18 months have been texting each other. What does that mean? And our female friend of 18 months. What a weird phrase. Allegedly, according to my husband, it's about politics. My husband, well, then how how do you know they're texting each other? Have you seen the texts? My husband and I don't share the same political views. He says he has nobody to talk to about politics. I don't understand why he doesn't talk about politics with his male friends. I find it suspicious that neither my husband nor this friend ever mentioned they were communicating with each other. I think he's going outside our marriage seeking validation from another woman. When I said it, he called me crazy, immature, and insanely jealous. I'm not. I think he's endangering our marriage because things can start innocently, and he's seeking something I can't give him. He knew my political affiliation before we married. Our marriage barely survived the last presidential election. Now this, can I have some advice, please? Uneasy in Florida. Well, fuck, of course, of course you're in goddamn Florida because it's about fucking politics. Uh, First and foremost, uh, why are you with this dude? If your marriage couldn't handle a presidential election, Jesus Christ. If you can't handle a person who's got uh, political beliefs that are much different than your own, what the fuck? I mean, that's a big thing. Politics, religion, I mean, those are probably like the two big ones, right? And if someone's got 
diametrically opposed beliefs, your, your, your marriage and relationship probably isn't going to fucking stand the test of time. I don't care how great his cock was. It ain't going to fucking last. Because eventually his cock's going to shrivel up. He's going to need to take copious amounts of fucking Viagra hems just to get a fucking stiffy. Uh, it ain't gonna. It ain't gonna last. So uh, here's my advice, lady. You, you don't like this doc guy's politics. You think he's uh, starting a, a relationship with somebody else, fucking, and he doesn't pay attention to you when you fucking bring it up. Get the fuck out of there. Get the fuck out of there. It's Florida. The the, the divorce rate's got to be pretty high. It's got to be pretty simple to get a divorce in Florida. I would assume. Is it easier to get a divorce or a gun in Florida? That's the question of the day. All right, let's see what Abby says. Dear Uneasy, you're not crazy, immature, or jealous. You're a wife who's worried about that her marriage is in jeopardy. If the three of you socialize together and the subject of politics comes up, engage with them diplomatically without allowing the conversation to degenerate into an argument. And suggest to your husband privately that since the texts are only political in nature, you would like to be able to look at them occasionally. Fuck that shit, Abby. Get out. Get the fuck out. Is it easier to get a gun or a divorce in Florida? <laughs> I don't know. Sadog is on the floor again if you're keeping dragging home. I'm going to tweet that right now. I'm going to go go to the Elemental Podcast uh, Twitter page. And uh, let's fucking do this shit. All right, here we go. I'm on the Twitter page. All right. Uh, is it easier to get a gun or... See, dog's back on the couch if you keep me track. No. Or a divorce in Florida boom tweeted get at me let me know let me know all right I'm gonna do one more and then I'm probably gonna be done sorry this one is short we'll see maybe I'll do one more this is dumb uh long-time listeners know that I made an attempt to to be a uh morning radio personality here in Grand Rapids. I had a very short stance, short fill-ins a couple of years ago, and uh, I really enjoyed it. It was great. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I realized that when I'm on the radio, I can't be the personality that you hear now. Like, I can't say shit and fuck and cunt, and I can't talk about cocks, how huge hogs are, right? I can't say that stuff, right? There are laws and regulations and expectations on the radio that aren't on the podcast. This is this is my podcast. I can say whatever the fuck I want. And then people can choose to listen if they want to or not. They'd be like, oh my God, this is the worst podcast of all time. Great. I'm not really getting paid for it. I don't give a shit. Get the fuck out of here. Fuck you and your mom. Um, so I'm always astounded when I hear people who actually are professional broadcasters just do some of the dumbest fucking things. They just say something like, uh, 
homophobic or racist or sexist or whatever. And I'm like, what? I know you can get caught up in the moment. I know like a lot of the times some of these uh, radio shows might be like, it's it's the boys club or whatever. We're just buddies and we're fucking around and you get a little too comfortable. And I get it. Trust me. I, I get it. I get it. But they're still like, oh my God, uh, there's at least 10 people listening to this. Uh, there are things I can't say. I bring it up because uh, I also, I'm a big fan of um, sports talk radio. I, I'm a big fan of it. Lo love sports talk. I don't know why. The older I get, the more I like it. Not a huge fan of like the local shit. I think it's probably because I live in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I'm a Buffalo sports fan. So I don't give a fuck really about the Lions, the Tigers, the Red Wings, whatever. I don't give a shit. But uh, this is about a, a team, a sports talk show in Boston. Fucking Boston! These motherfuckers. It was on the uh, Greg Hill show yesterday. Uh, the show consists of clearly Greg Hill. Jermaine Wiggins and Courtney Cox. I was unaware that Courtney Cox, when she wasn't doing Friends Reunion and Scream movies and other shit, is she's doing a sports talk show in Boston. <laughs> how, how funny would it be that the actual Courtney Cox is doing three to six on WEEI ESP on Boston? That would be the best. Uh, but they were talking about the top five nips. And right, right off the bat, I'm like, no. Nope. No. No way. Don't. Don't you do it. Now, what they were talking about, nips is apparently uh, a, a nickname for... A little uh, bottle of booze, little liquor bottle that they sell. Like you've seen them. Like if you live in a shitty neighborhood like I do, you see these little bottles of Fireball or fucking shitty tequila or whatever. It's you know it's essentially kind of like I don't know, maybe two shots of booze in one of these bottles, right? And apparently in Boston, they, they've earned the, the term nip. You get a little nip, right? And the, the problem with them is, I guess in Boston, they're, they're discussing banning them because they're too small to be recycled, which I don't understand that. How are they too small to be recycled? And are often littered. Screwball, Dr. McGillicuddy's, and Fireball were named as part of the top five nips. When executive producer and on-air personality Chris Curtis, who's not even one of the three people, he interjected and said, I'd probably go with Mina Kimes. And then they make it sound as if the other co-host just kind of ignored him and moved on. Uh, and if you don't know, uh, Mina Kimes is an e ESPN personality, not a local Boston e uh, ESPN personality. She is like the big time major network personality. She has her own podcast. 
Uh, she's regularly on like the football shows. Mina Kimes is one of the few personalities on ESPN that's still on ESPN that I actually like. There really aren't too many left on ESPN that I give a fuck about. And that I'm just talking radio. I don't even know what's on TV. I haven't watched ESPN in forever, so I don't even know. But I like Mina Kimes. She knows her shit. But the reason he said, oh, I can go with uh, Mina Kimes is because Nip, if you're unaware, is also a racial slur against people of Japanese descent. Oh, my God. And that was why I was like, don't even discuss Nips. I don't give a shit that little booze bottles in Boston are fucking called Nips. No, I'm never saying that word on air ever, never ever when never now uh the funny thing at like i don't know and this is just why it's even stupid um mina kimes uh first and foremost is not she's not japanese she's of korean descent but she was born in omaha i think i think they said yeah Mina Kimes was born in Omaha and she's of Korean descent. So this dumb fucking idiot is just generalizing a racial slur. And now here's the dumb, here's the dumb thing. The company, uh, Odyssey, W-E-E-I's parent company, told the Boston Globe that Curtis was trying to reference actress Mila Kunis instead of Kimes. I, I don't understand that. That doesn't make it any better. Uh, first and foremost, I, I don't believe that Mila Kunis is Japanese either. But why Why would you say, oh no, I didn't mean to say Mina Kimes. I meant to say Mila Kunis. If you don't know who she is, she played Jackie on the 70s show. She's married to fucking uh, what's-his-nuts. Uh... Ashton Kutcher. Uh, and I think her uh, her ethnicity, I think she's like Russian or something, right? Yeah, she's she was born in Russia. <laughs> the fuck? So it was weird to me that they tried to make up this weird excuse. But this just shows you how cool Mean Kimes is. Uh, when she heard about this weird, lame excuse... She changed her Twitter profile from a picture of her to a picture of Mila Kunis. It's <laughs> uh, hilarious. Today, Curtis apologized and announced he was suspended until Wednesday. In a pathetic failed attempt at a one-liner, attempted to bring up Mila Kunis, which was not really that funny, sophomoronic, and sexist. Yeah. But for reasons I really don't understand, I said Mina Kimes. That was never the intention for me to say her name. Uh, yeah, sure. Oh, you mean uh, the woman of Asian descent who works for a sports company? Instead, you meant to say the fucking uh, Soviet Union, the Russian lady? No, I'm not buying any of it. That was never the intention for me to say her name. It had nothing to do with the subject matter. And it dragged her into a controversy through no fault of her own regarding a slur and a race and... 
That was not at all what my intention was, but it doesn't matter because of the absolute chaos my words created for someone who's just doing her job covering the NFL at ESPN. What a fucking dummy. The dude's just a fucking dummy. And uh, that's probably why he's a producer, uh, I'm assuming, of a afternoon radio show in fucking Boston. Fucking idiot. Don't. They're just things that you're like, why? This, this, is, this is a path that's going to lead to just shit. It's the old poop shooter. Let's go down the poop shoot. What's going to be the end of the poop shoot? Poop, you fucking idiot. Don't do it. Race, gender, sexuality, religion. Leave all that shit at home because you're going to have a dumb fucking idiot who's going to try to be funny and fuck it up. Now, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Sports talk dudes all want to try to be comedians. They all want to be funny. And you know what? They're not. I don't think I have ever listened to a sports talk show because I thought these dudes were funny. No. They're kind of stick to your lane, fellas. If you want athletes to just stick to fucking playing sports, you should just stick to talking about the dudes who play the sports. Right? Fucking it. Name me sports talk dudes that are funny. And I will call you a liar. <laughs> All right, that's it. I'm done. I'm fucking done. If you, you're, I should probably stick to sports too. I'm not funny either. Fuck. If you guys can do me a solid, like the Facebook page, like the Twitter page, Elemental Podcast, that'd be sweet. If you can check out my T Public store, check out my Macari store. Sadie Dog jumped off the couch if you're keeping Dragon home. If you can do check out those two things, that'd be great. If you can't find the link, let me know and I'll send you a link. You can buy some shit from me. That'd be awesome. If you could rate, review, subscribe, that would be sweet too. Please do that if you like the podcast. If you don't like the podcast, just shove off. Get out of here. I don't care. Why shit on my parade? Fuck you. I don't rate your shit. Give you negative reviews, you dumb, dirty dicks. Just rate the podcast if you like it. If you don't like it, still rate it well and get the fuck out. <laughs> uh, say dog's back on the couch. Get up there. Well, she's now she's on the couch. Um, and then do the five things. Well, consider subscribing to the Patreon. I talked about that already. Five bucks a month. There you go. And then do the five things. Do Matt Harper art on TikTok and Instagram. He's still on the ticker talker. I wanted to talk about TikTok and social media influencers. Maybe tomorrow. Uh, he's got a store on Etsy barefoot. Known by some of his art. That would be sweet. Matt Harper art. That's Matt with two T's. The extra T is for titties. Check out Magic JBM on Facebook. John Badass Midgley. He's a magician. He's a social worker. He's a much better human being than I am. Go check out his page on Facebook, Magic JBM. Hit the like button. Check out Extra Levels Gaming on Facebook and their website, extralevelsgaming.com. It's a retro video game store in Holt, Michigan. Holt! Holt, Michigan. Go check him out. Go to the website. Buy some video games. I know none of you live close by to Holt, Michigan. So go to the website. Buy some video games from them. Check out Bear Boards and Tables 
on Instagram and their Macari store. Mark makes a lot of cool things out of wood. So check out the shit he's got for sale. The pictures of it are on Instagram. And then a link right there to his Macari store. Go buy some stuff from Mark. And last but not least, the Sunday Slob with Adam and Stephanie House, a married couple who seemingly like each other a whole lot. It's nice to see a married couple like each other a whole lot. They probably understand their political uh, affiliations and they're cool with shit. Adam's not texting some lady about politics. How weird is that? Yeah, I'm texting a lady about politics. Fuck you. Why don't you text her a picture of my balls? (laughs) Text Mina Kimes a picture of my balls. But Adam and Stephanie like eating coleslaw, and that's why they got a page for it on Facebook. Go check them out. The Sunday Slaw. So that's it, everybody. I am done. I will see you guys tomorrow for the Patreon, or I will see you on Monday for the next freebie, okay? Talk to you guys later. Have a good evening. Okay, bye.